Hello everyone, thank you for joining Change I Am Possible podcast. I'm your host Eddie Avil and this is the platform I bring to you change makers, policy makers and the disruptive entrepreneurs who are uh, shaping India's future. And today I'm really happy to have with me Mr. Mahesh Babu who's been the senior development engineer at Ashok Leyland. He was also the vice president of product development in Mahindra and Mahindra and presently he is the CEO at Mahindra Electric. Really honored to have you over here, Mr. Babu. So thank you. So so tell me, you've been one of the pioneers when it comes to electric vehicle. So what nudged you into getting into the electric vehicle industry? I think um, as a person, um, I have been always looking for something new. If you look at my career, I was uh, in engines earlier, looking at improving emissions. Then came to lead a XUV platform, uh, and then. Uh, looked at uh, what new and then I, I realized uh, EV is a very um, uh, interesting and futuristic technology subject which will transform the people. Um, in fact, I would say Mahindra's EV journey started off in 1999 when we, um, uh, when Anand actually as our chairman pushed us to make our uh, Bijli, uh, the electric three-wheeler in 1999. Our journey started off there right. uh, in electric mobility and it has been exciting for two decades now. Uh, we have been working on uh, multiple fronts, then we invested in Reva in 2010 and always uh, Mahindra and the team uh, has always been of a belief that the future of mobility is electric and we need to do something on it. Uh, uh, being a pioneers in India and I'm pretty happy Unlike uh, other auto industries in US and others where disruption came from outside, uh, actually the disruption came within the Mahindra group. So uh, that excites me and I'm happy to be part of that team. Lovely, lovely. So can you tell us a little bit more about the Nemo app that uh, you guys have? See, uh, when uh, in electric mobility, yeah. it's a new ecosystem. It's right. unlike uh, uh, regular conventional fuels. You, you should not look at EV as uh, electric vehicle alone. Right. So we'll have to look at electric vehicle and the ecosystem around it. So we found that uh, the importance of ecosystem can be uh, having a multiplier effect if you have a software platform which will connect the vehicle, uh, the owner, and also in case if you are running a fleet, the fleet operator, the driver, the customer and so on and so forth, where it will be transparently known which vehicle, how much percentage of charging is there, which is the optimum and so on and so forth. So uh, we also had all our vehicle connected from day one. Uh, so all our electric vehicles are connected and we have done about 135 million of electric kilometers in India. Right. That knowledge has to get transformed into customer value. So we have developed a platform called Nemo. The Nemo platform uh, is the mobility platform based out of cloud and uh, the platform helps any fleet operators uh, to uh, quickly uh, get into the fleet operations by just embracing Nemo because it has a driver app, it has a passenger app, it has a platform to look at fleet operations and it also helps in personal life like if I have a personal car. Right. Uh, I can actually look at uh, uh, my car's charge sitting at my office, I can charge it, I can uh, uh, precondition it with AC before I get into the car. So it gives you a lot of value adds by uh, by connectivity between the car, yourself and it's like IoT, you know. Right. Uh, so, um, so basically you will have control of wherever you are in touch of an app. 
Right, lovely, brilliant. You mentioned about the ecosystem, right? But you know, I mean, if you go to see most of these, uh, right now, electric vehicle is the next big thing. So most of the biggest uh, automobile manufacturing companies are looking at electric uh, uh, vehicles, but they're all working in silos. Yeah? And they own do all doing the own thing. Do you think like how we have Elon Musk who's built something like an open AI and when everybody's coming together and push driving the ecosystem, mm -hmm. do you think that would help? Because I mean, you know, you have something like a swappable battery at this point of time, you have uh, renewable energy. And so uh, do you think all of these ecosystem needs to come together to rapidly push drive the ecosystem? See, I think uh, you have to look at the industry in uh, two, three perspective. EV industry is at a very nascent stage right. all over the world, irrespective of the mm -hmm. numbers uh, you are seeing. You may see Indian numbers versus the global numbers and think that we are uh, low number. But the reality is everything has been at a very initial stage of adoption. Right. So when you are at the very initial stage of adoption, you, you innovation takes over than mass scale adoption. And, but there is a transition between that innovation and mass, mass scale adoption and some of the countries like China and others have started going into mass scale adoption at a very big way. Mm -hmm. India has realized it in 2017, you know that uh, there was a transformative mobility uh, submit by Niti Aayog and mm -hmm. uh, very clearly government's policy from then on, whether it is FAME 1, FAME 2, have been looking at how do we convert this technology into mass adoption right. and how that will create a national value, societal value and industry value. Right. So I think government and industries are working towards it. And uh, um, while I would say that uh, this is the first time uh, all policymakers, industry, consumers, all of them are kind of realizing the need for electric mobility and they are doing to some extent what can be done within the framework. What uh, we are working on and I am pretty happy what's happening. While there may be a little thing more can be done, yeah. it's always um, good to see that uh, the way of working. I strongly believe what's happening now mm -hmm. uh, will will make India a very high chance to become a, a EV hub for the world. Oh, brilliant, brilliant. I mean, I hope that happens because I mean, that's what's needed <laughs> especially. So tell me, I mean, could you share more light on your connected vehicles? You mentioned uh, the I IoT and is there any other technologies which you're looking at converging into uh, building more connectivity into the uh, your vehicles? See, uh, right now this uh, platform which we have developed, uh, Nemo, which is a cloud-based platform, we are connecting every single touch point of the car mm -hmm. in EV, mm -hmm. the charging infrastructure. Um, the customer, the driver, the platform owner, or even somebody, who, the battery design expert, mm -hmm. even the service engineers, we can tap in. Once you have a platform, right. I can map anything a around anything it. And everything I around can, uh, we are talking about today a digital twin of a city. Right. For example, uh, we are looking at uh, how electric cars will behave in Delhi in summer, will be different than what how it will behave in Bangalore in winter. Right. So, it, it's completely different and we are looking at efficiencies how we will do it. Mm -hmm. Okay, So, we will create a digital twin of the cities and over the air talk about how the cars can perform better in terms of efficiency, charging right. and so on and so forth and hence make it the best value to the customers. Right. So, it's basically, it's like uh, your uh, system which will, uh, which will be, uh, can be tuned to the ambience and that's the advantage of us having a platform connected uh, electric mobility. Right. And uh, another important factor is India is a tropical country and the temperatures go literally high, high. up to 50 degrees. 
So batteries needs to be taken care at cool. safety. So right. we are uh, we have a very high safety standards within the company, hmm. and uh, we ensure that we pass about. Uh, mm, 1500 test before a battery is released to the market and it takes about 2 years to release a battery pack mm. which is integrated uh, uh, electrically thermally structurally safe before it is launched in the market mm. so um, so this all helps in the connectivity you know safety value add uh, creating efficiencies giving the best on change in scenarios when compared to climatic conditions all this can be done only when you have a connected vehicle in your Right, right. So, yeah, very good. So, my, one, my partner uh, was one of the early uh, uh, purchaser of Mahindra Reva, but yes, obviously he had like a lot of issues because uh, he was on a higher flow charging. It was an issue. The infrastructure is not not there. So, as a common person, I mean, at this point in time, obviously there's a lot of apprehensive, right, range anxiety uh, and stuff like that. So, uh, is, what I is Mahindra Electric doing to sort out this? You know, so as a common person, I mean, would say, okay, okay, this is brilliant. This is what I should look at because besides the environmental. Uh, 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 problems that it could solve, I mean, how does it help me, I mean, at this point in time, because the infrastructure does seem to be a problem at this point in time. See, uh, if you look at um, adoption in India, mm. particularly uh, EV, uh, the developing countries needs adoption in public transport before it comes to private. Mm. If you look at uh, US or Europe, both of them are private car owned mobility countries. Mm. The mobility was uh, developed based on private ownership of the cars. Mm. So, if you look at Europe, it's about um, 500 to 600 cars per thousand people of penetration. US is 800 plus close to 900 th per thousand uh, population of a car. So, it's the whole mobility is around cars. Mm. So, they have went into electrification of a cars on personal use. That has lot of challenges because you need so many public infrastructure like what uh, fuel pumps are there today right. and hence it will take longer time. If you look at India, India mainly about 80% of the automobile sale is two-wheelers. Mm -hmm. About close to one million is about three-wheelers, like say 700,000, 800,000 is uh, three-wheelers. And there are a lot of uh, fleet cars, um, Uber, Sola, Zoom, um, public transport cars are uh, going day by day. And personal cars, of course, are going. But the easy way to adapt of EV and also makes economic sense is in public transport. Right. Because electric vehicle is uh, operationally economical to operate mm. while it is having an initial investment higher if you run the car more your break even will come earlier than uh, a few years so in the fleet if you run a car more than 150 to 200 kilometers a day you will break even very shortly so with our fame to with today's prices of battery in the fleet segment we are almost barely there to get break even. Mm. If you look at our fleet, uh, most of our uh, 135 million kilometers, almost uh, uh, more than 50 percent is run by fleet customers. So, when you adapt EV in fleet, it, I would call it triple whammy, three advantages. Mm. One, those are all the vehicles which consume a lot of fuel because they are running every day. Mm. So, it, it meets the national interest of reducing oil import. Right. These vehicles are the one which are running more in a city and hence do more pollution and hence the pollution levels will drastically come down and they become economically viable because you are running more. And their charging requirements in the fleet is much less because it is captive. Mm -hmm. So all this employee transport, 
all these fleet vehicles do hub and spoke model and a predicted app based uh, rides. Mm. So, then you can predict uh, app based ride. But if you go into a taxi or a personal thing, you want to go everywhere and whenever, wherever you want. So, the first adoption will happen in let us say three wheelers, public transport cars and so on and so forth before it comes to personal. In person, I think the range anxiety, as you rightly said, is one of the challenge in personal segments. So, right. your friend uh, saying that uh, yeah. he needs uh, charging and range anxiety is genuine. Right. But the reality is… Plus, um, besides, sorry for interrupting, besides, besides, since if you are on a higher flow, I mean, charging becomes a problem, right? I mean, yeah. the, if you are on a lower flow, I mean, like there is this friend of mine who was on the second floor. So, obviously, he used to run a cable down. That, that was okay. Yeah. This guy happened to be on 13th floor. There is a serious problem and there is no infrastructure. So, yeah. there is… is uh, please, please do continue. Yeah. So, th these are all the challenges yeah. we have practically faced. He is yeah. right. Yeah. So, for example, in my own society, yeah. they were not allowing us to run the cable to the uh, car. Right. Now, they have realized that uh, it is needed and that is the future. In fact, now society came and uh, put up a common charging point in the society free of cost to anybody in the uh, society now. So, the mindset is changing. People right. are realizing that something is changing. So, today in my society, there is a free electric charge plug point. Uh, for our society, anybody to come and park while it was a struggle two years back. So, I think it will evolve. Right. I am sure uh, the auto industry with uh, for sale fuel took 100 years, but I think EV will not need 100 years from where it actually started adoption and you will see in 20-30 years a huge difference in adoption. Right, right. And that is the power of uh, uh, today because today is connected world, today it is a digitized world and easy to uh, propagate a phenomena quickly when compared to what happened in the past. Completely, completely. I am with you. With uh, today is a digitized world. Thank you. With, thank you to people like Geo, um, who's been push driving uh, data uh, into the rural industry. And, and you rightfully said that mindset needs to change. You know, because once that changes, I mean, adoption will happen. Because at this point of time in uh, India, we we have around 14 out of 20 most polluted cities in the world. Sorry. Plus, I I India, the, the climate, it's the it's the it's predicted it's going to have the highest impact uh, with with the global climate uh, change, and fossil fuel happens to be the main reason. And and, and do you think there's got to be an urgency uh, which has to be uh, looked at in in adoption of uh, EVs, with 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 the current situation at this point in time? See, um, any growth uh, cannot uh, happen if it is not sustainable. Right. Okay, so let us say today India is a 2.8 trillion dollar economy mm -hmm. and we were already talking about 5 trillion and uh, even more than 10 trillion quickly. Mm -hmm. If you want to become double the economy and in this current state of growth with urbanization, if you have 14 out of 20 polluted cities already, right. how do you will grow into double? You cannot grow with the same way which you have grown in the past. Mm -hmm. So, there has to be some sustainable method. But I am happy that government is now talking about solar and renewable generation. In right. fact, I read an article today saying that the private investments on uh, renewable energy is much higher than the coal base for yes. today. So, similarly, the government's interest on mobility on EV is much higher today than the regular fossil fuel. That is the reason being that if you want to retain the growth, you then it has to be in a sustainable way. People cannot become rich and breathe uh, air which is uh, um, which is not so good
So, uh, that's, that's going to be the challenge. When people become rich, obviously, they will look at clean water, clean air and clean living and um, happy living conditions. For that, uh, EV will play a vital role in uh, cities. Right, right, completely. I mean, rightfully said. So, so uh, with the Indian government at this point, I'm push driving the ecosystem. They're saying by around 2030, they're looking at like an all electric vehicle. Do you think it's unrealistic at this point in time, or is this, is is it a possibility according to you? See, 2030 becoming all electric was an ambition. Right. I think um, like uh, it has a vision. Country must need a vision right. to put. Uh, I would say us in the global map that. That's, that's to say that we have a serious intent on EV in the country mm. to bring in investors, to ask industry to invest. And it's, it's kind of a trigger to tell you that we are moving towards something. Please mm. get aligned. I think that's the intent. We should not see whether 2030 everything will become electric or not. It's not going to happen. The reality is right. 2030, not all uh, vehicle models will not become electric. Right. But look at segments, three-wheelers. Three-wheelers EV today will make economic sense for the driver. The Trio, which is electric first uh, lithium-ion auto, which we launched, will make uh, drivers to earn 2,000 to 4,000 rupees a month extra than the regular fuel mm. with the current economics. Mm. Now, if that is so, uh, if that is so, then there is a very high chance three-wheeler can become all electric by, uh, by the timeline, whatever we are talking about. Second one, look at fleet fleet, there are vehicles which the initial fleet which we have put more than three years back mm. has completed uh, three and a half years of operation and they have covered more than two lakh kilometers. Right. Now, so many people talked about even financiers and insurers talk about what is the resale value of electric vehicle. We openly announced that we will buy any vehicle E2O which has covered to about two lakhs at two lakh rupee price. Oh, wow. Now, nobody came and gave that because that vehicle after 2 lakh kilometer is creating value more than that per year in the fleet uh, segment. Brilliant. So, that's the value. So, so what happens? Asset is not only utilized more, mm. it gives a long life. Now, what happens uh, if you look at 5-6 years before um, the emission norms change, the vehicle technology change, but EV is a simple electric motor. It's so efficient, it's keep running. Mm. The motor can run for life. Right. for your life and my life right. without any much trouble. Right. So, we need to look at creating value on mobility without um, uh, deterioration over a period of time. I strongly believe EV uh, without any apprehensions can be used for a long life. Right. So, a lot of battery apprehensions have come. Now, we are saying we have completed 135 million kilometers in Indian roads. Mm. People said temperature, altitude, everything is running. Absolutely running. We have run 135 million kilometers of electric mobility in India. And I am saying first, almost 100 vehicles have crossed 150,000 kilometers in the market. They are all running. People are earning money in fleet around it. Individual personal customers are using it. So, there is EV is no more a nascent technology. It right. is a proven mass mobile technology. And it is very simple, easy. It changes India's position. Mm. Always India have been looking at developed countries in the West for technology, EV will make you uh, free because yeah. the India is the IT capital yeah. and EV most of them are software and embedded uh, system. So, 
uh, we we are the best in the world. So we can develop battery management systems, we can develop motor controllers, we can develop uh, the vehicle control units, and we can work on the platform like uh, Nemo, which is which can put everybody together, and we can create huge value to not only to India but to the world. Lovely. So in a cost-conscious country like India, you know, where we 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 so very conscious. I mean, you know, and there are so I mean, but but we still purchase cars, right? I mean, there's uh, car numbers are going up on the road. There's this uh, French startup uh, called Transform One, which is retrofitting uh, your regular vehicles into electric vehicles. Do you think something like that could work in a country like India? see uh, in a mature industry it is possible for a retrofitment but you have to look at the uh, vehicle life cycle right so today for you and me and even for fleet they change the vehicle every 4 years hmm. personal vehicle sometime it goes up to 6 7 years right and then you want a new vehicle you know hmm. because the new right. model comes in so in this uh, uh, in this replacement uh, uh, market scenario of existing vehicles how will you retrofit the uh, existing vehicle because um the value of ev is about 70% of the vehicle right. almost mm-hmm. 70 to 80% so mm-hmm. would you want to give 70 80% and change the existing vehicle to ev or will you buy a new vehicle which is of a new model so that is the dilemma right while it is a good thought mm-hmm. to retrofit if the replacement of the vehicle is taking longer time if somebody is using the vehicle for 10 years then it's good to retrofit in 2 3 years an uh, electric vehicle and continue to use it but that scenario is not there in india today right. because people change vehicle frequently yeah but then there's some brilliant startups who are doing some really awesome thing you've mentioning <coughs> two wheelers and three wheelers ether energy is there and then uh, uh, rahul has just got into revolt his, his electric uh, so do you think uh, uh, two wheelers and three wheelers would be the first adoption i strongly believe that um, it is easy to adopt Uh, in public transport and it's national interest to do it in two wheeler because that's why government is doing right almost uh, 35% to 40% of the fuel consumed are two wheelers and three wheelers mm. uh, and 80% of the vehicle sale is two wheelers so it's a, it's it's government's interest to um, do that in two wheeler while while i strongly believe it is easy to adapt if it is in two three wheelers because the battery size is small mm. and hence uh, uh, it is there is no need to worry about much charging infrastructure and the home charging can help because two wheelers in india in cities run less than 20 30 kilometers a day right and for that you need a small size battery and then it can be charged at home and it can be removed swapped do whatever you want i think that's easy way of adapting and uh, uh, each country takes a step based on what's happening in that country Uh, so uh, so uh, india is focusing on public transport the fame to policy is aimed towards uh, public transport right. like uh, fleet cars buses uh, and and three wheelers uh, and private two wheelers so the focus is very clear what what to do for the country and india i believe has taken a right decision to work on these areas right so you know, coming back to the infrastructure part you know i mean do you think uh, swappable batteries or these fast charging uh, fast battery charging technology will kind of drive the adoption for, forward i think uh, if you look at uh, globally um, charging has been the mainstream right. uh, focus <coughs> um, but having said that india has an opportunity to explore swapping i think uh, we 
should not neglect swapping. Uh, having uh, said that, like charging has a clear standard for anybody to come and do the charging based on national or international protocol. Similarly, swapping also needs some standardization because mm -hmm. otherwise there will be large investments going on uh, a private protocol mm -hmm. which uh, cannot be adapted by many mm -hmm. and then each one will drive um, uh, differently. So, we believe swapping is a good technology to be explored. However, it needs standardization to make sure it gives a level playing field like what's happening in charging. Charging, mm -hmm. we have a Bharat stage protocol. Mm -hmm. Uh, we have a, let us say, European protocol or a Japanese protocol, but there is a protocol nationally or internationally for anybody to uh, play a level playing field, like all OEMs coming to the same pay. Mm. If that happens in swapping, I think it is a good idea to do that. So, tell me, how much do you think the slowdown of the automobile industry in India is going to affect the electric vehicle industry? See, I think the auto industry has seen many cycles of right. recession, growth, all that. But the basic fundamentals of Indian economy and the industry has not been shaken up and it will never be shaken up. Mm -hmm. Industry gets evolved, get um, what I would say uh, metamorphosis around what is the needs of the customers and evolved everything. This is one of the cycle which is happening and that is how I believe. Mm -hmm. And if you look at every OEM, uh, while they were looking at operational efficiencies during this turbulent times, Nobody has stopped any future investments or future developments. I think future uh, investments are not being reduced by any industry, including Mahindra. So, uh, we believe Mahindra Electric or the electric is the future and I don't think uh, anything on that front will be uh, slowed down or things like that. The effort will still be seen. There may be a small, um, um, what I would say, uh, blip or a confusion in the market for a short time, but I do not think that is uh, that that's uh, going to be the long term reality. Because EV is no more can be neglected in the industry because it is uh, it's, it's the need for the country. If our 85 percent of our oil is imported uh, and uh, if we have to grow at uh, um, 6, 7 percent, which is the reality, uh, we have no option but to bring alternate energy. But having said that, I think there is a lot of uh, 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 debate in the market. When EV comes, IC engines will wipe out. I think we should not have this fear. I think there is no extremes. Right. There is very high chance that even if you have substantial EV penetration, there is enough growth for uh, for regular fossil fuels. For example, by 2030, the prediction is the auto industry will be double right. than today. <coughs> mm -hmm. If that is so, the double need not be all fossil fuel. So, even if you take 50 percent of EV adoption by that time, still the auto industry will have so many uh, um, uh, um, uh, IC engine vehicles in place. So, I think it is extreme to say EV will completely replace uh, IC engines immediately and it is naive to say that uh, EV will not get uh, soon into the mainstream. I think both are uh, not the right statements. The right, sta I, w I believe. EV will become a mainstream and it will have enough space for IC engine EV to survive because the growth has to come from sustainable base and both will balance in such a way that uh, we get the better life of living. Right, completely. So, I agree with you when you said EVs are, is the need for the country and fossil fuel has done enough damage and it's, it's enough time. So, I mean, I, I uh, the, the first mode of transportation, horses, they kind of paved out with the ICA engine, right? No, it is actually uh, 1900, right. the automobile was first invented with the EV. Right. It is the Model T which came and made 
uh, IC engine so popular because it made into mass manufacturing that killed the uh, uh, battery operated vehicles. Battery operated in 1900s US had more than 25 percent of uh, EVs, today it is less than 2 percent. So, I think there is um, uh, 100 years of in between different technology to cover, EVs is not new, EV right. is invented along with uh, along with mobility yeah. car. So, but I think it is becoming popular because of the battery uh, technology getting improved. Right, the investment in te technology, uh, energy density in which we can make the battery, and it's a lot of investment going on around it. And and the need for us to realize that it's important to look at the environment, and all put together is making EV come back. Completely, completely agree with you. And at this point, technology is growing in such an exponential space. I mean, you know. As much as you might say, but it's completely inevitable that you know you need cleaner uh, energy, you need uh, the climate uh, to get better, and it can only happen with EVs. So, so tell me, I mean, can you share some more light on the range of uh, the car? Because uh, normally, like we we spoke on earlier, I mean, range anxiety is a huge problem. I mean, <coughs> um, see, for example, uh, our cars we start off with. Uh, 140 kilometer range. Now we are in the range of 180 kilometers. We have already announced that we will launch a 300 plus kilometer range in the coming year. So, uh, range has two connotations. One is uh, the need of the hair and how we can, uh, how the battery technology cost comes down. In the past, battery technology has improved drastically and the cost have come down. Mm -hmm. That has helped to add more range. Now, whatever products we are now doing, we are almost looking at everything in a car segment, 200 plus range. And uh, some of them uh, we have already announced XUV, 300 will have a 350 plus range in, uh, in the category. So, um, for a personal segment or for even some of the fleet applications, uh, the range is an important factor. And I believe that will be addressed by a better battery technologies which have already evolved over a period of time. And recently I spent some time on the battery technology in the next five years. So what they are talking about is giving a very high uh, hopes that the range will no more become an issue. Right. <clears throat> For me, in next three to five years, uh, we will stop talking about range of EVs. Yeah. And I hope we come to that very soon because I mean, yeah, there's, there's so many exciting things going on with technology growing. So I hope that we come to that like really, really soon where we have these one minute charging capabilities built in. So, so tell me, what, what's your future plans, Mahindra, expansion plans? <coughs> Mahindra, as I said, we shut off in 1999 with Bijli here. But I think we have not only grown in India, we have now about five products in India. We have a three-wheeler trio, we have a electric Verito. Uh, we have the Supro uh, and many products in India, which meets Indian, not only in India, we are the first founding member of Formula E and we are actively looking at uh, road to race and race to road technologies um, uh, on uh, learning from them. We uh, have a product even in Sangyang uh, uh, for EV as a company and uh, through Pininfarina, we have already announced a supercar of EV in Europe, which is a market. So. Every segment of the market, we have a two-wheeler Zenzi in North America. We have announced a, a supercar Batista in Europe. We are having five, six products in India. Mm -hmm. And uh, we are working on an EV uh, in Sangyang. So, uh, Mahindra's belief in EV is not just for, um, just for uh, India, but we have been consistently looking at uh, integrating throughout the globe. 
Uh, we have a North American uh, uh, Innovation Center, MANA, in uh, Detroit. They are working on uh, some of the technologies as well. So, we are kind of integrated globally. Right. Uh, and uh, uh, our wish is to bring a global technology to India, but also bring India's EV technology to, uh, uh, to the story of the globe. So, both the, both the things will happen through Mahindra Group. Lovely. So, so in India, we have around 150,000 people dying almost uh, every single year when it comes to car accidents. <coughs> Do you, uh, are you looking at being future ready and building in semi-autonomous capabilities into your EVs? Uh, yeah, so, so see EV being a um, highly connected vehicle, um, the autonomous uh, possibility on EV is much higher. Um, while uh, Mahindra as a group is working on uh, uh, something for the regular vehicles as well. But EV has a high potential because uh, with 5G, we strongly believe that uh, the connectivity of the car will go multifold. Uh, so even with 5G connectivity, we will be able to intervene something in the vehicle when it is driving. So mm. that's the bandwidth we will get. So uh, that will help a lot of uh, uh, intervention, over the air interventions which we are planning in EV, either it is for the battery or it is for the driving or for the safety or RADAS. So there is a very high possibility. But right now, as I said, the priority is to make EV the mainstream. And uh, um, as our uh, uh, minister has said, uh, we need to focus on uh, discipline of driving, signage, everything before we get into autonomous in India. I think. Uh, Autonomous will help mm. when we have uh, when we have a structured traffic flow, right. and uh, it it will it will be helping in multifolds. So, and hence India right now the focus should be on EV. Autonomous will come maybe uh, ten years down the line plus. Right. So, so what what are your short term uh, target? Mind the electric short term target. See our. Um, Short term in the sense uh, two to three years, let's say. Right, right. So in two to three years, we are working on a, a three-wheeler platform. Mm -hmm. We strongly believe we have a e-rickshaw and a e-auto, Trio and e-alpha mini. Uh, that is a segment which has surprised many industrialists with what happened in e-rickshaw penetration because it becomes economically viable for any driver. Mm -hmm. And it also very sustainable last mile connectivity and first mile connectivity with metros coming in. So, uh, we are working on a platform based development for Trio and uh, uh, last mile connectivity platforms. We are working on um, cars which will come in high range and uh, with new technologies because we are now working on uh, technology 2.0 which is high range, high voltage and uh, performance based cars which will be uh, true blue SUVs. So, we are working around that segment in next two years. I think our, our MD, Dr. Pawan Venka, has already announced that we are working on XUV 300 KUVs in the pipeline. So, that is uh, that area we are working on. We are also looking at how to be core on technology in EVs. So, mm. we are investing in uh, motor design development. We are the first uh, one to invest on a permanent magnet motor for a car. Mm. And the car will come, EKUV will have our own permanent magnet motor to be launched. Uh, so, we are working on core technologies where that will be used. Even um, uh, we are working on a powertrain which uh, uh, we run the vehicle control unit which will be supplied from India to Sangyang. So, uh, the hardcore development of technology and connectivity will be the base for us to be uh, doing in multiple products. Right. 
So is there any partnership that you're looking at building with startups? Because there's some startups who are doing some fantastic stuff in the EV, uh, AV and even the solar vehicle space. So is there any partnership that you're trying to build with? Absolutely. We have announced our partnership with Smarty mm. for our last mile connectivity. We are giving our uh, Trio uh, Yaris to them for Delhi Metro. Um, one, we have uh, tied a partnership with uh, Uber. We are trying to expand that partnership. We are uh, we have announced a partnership with uh, Lithium Urban Technologies, who is our first uh, customer on EV for a corporate corporate commute in uh, Bangalore. They have about 900 vehicles running on EV, and we are we are working with uh, Blue Smart, which is a startup. We are working with Photom on charging. We have a tie up with them in Hyderabad to provide a charging infrastructure to us. So we are working with multiple. EV is about partnership. Mm-hmm. So we work with multiple stakeholders. To, uh, because all of us have the same intent. Our intent is to challenge the status quo of mobility, create a new ecosystem for customers which is digitized and uh, um, um, trouble-free and it should be sustainable. So that's that's the way all of us uh, work together. Lovely. So what would you say to our listeners who have been tuned in and who want to uh, get an EV but are apprehensive because of the infrastructure, but what, what would you like to See, what I would say to customers is EV is a uh, uh, future of mobility. It's going to be clean, connected and convenient way of transportation and EV will play a vital role. Now, EV is not a, a technology which is 100 years old like for self-aid and it gives a level playing field to everybody. So, uh, startup has a very high chance in the ecosystem. EV means not necessarily everybody has to make electric vehicle. There is a charging, there is a swapping. There is a, a, a mobility platform opportunity. There is a lot of opportunity coming around mobility. And don't look at vehicle alone. The mobility is going through a reset. And that reset will create a lot of ecosystem players to get evolved in startup. And assume today we have less than 1% of EV penetration. It is expected to reach even up to uh, 50% of penetration, it's going to be millions of vehicles. If millions of EV vehicles are running on the road, it creates a new ecosystem. For example, charging. Suddenly, petrol pumps uh, will become charging stations and a lot of uh, um, entertainment and uh, um, food joints can have a new setup of charging where people will park and use that uh, setup for um, entertainment and uh, um, leisure. So there is a plenty of opportunity and I believe youngsters who have an aspiration should look at this as an industry both on technology and connectivity and see how we can create a future for our own generation. Lovely. Any personal moonshot? I think my um, aspiration is in next decade, uh, the EV um, industry should flourish in India just not to make value for India alone but that makes a global impact of what India can do on mobility. Uh, with that note, I would like to retire when I retire in next uh, two decades, I would say. Lovely. So thank you for joining us. It was a pleasure talking to you. Okay. And there's so much I got to know and I'm sure the listeners really enjoyed this uh, conversation. And if you like uh, what, what you see in here, please press the subscribe button. And until next time, see you guys. Bye-bye.